0: Shouting like a madman, looked like Mr. Clean. The next thing he said was, "Slime in the ice machine." I said, "Slime in the ice machine." He said, "Slime in the ice machine." He said, "Filthy utensils and roaches on the floor, spawn food in the freezer, mouse droppings by the door." And slime in the ice machine. Hey everybody, it is May 7th, 2021, and this week the H stands for hootin' and hollerin', because the Astros and the Yankees had a three-game series. That was very entertaining, uh, e- even though the Astros only went 1-2, and two, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. It was very entertaining because of the um, the amount of booing the Yankees fans did to the Astros. So we're going to talk a bit about the Astros' uh, season so far as far as the taunting and the fan interaction is going because, you know, they missed it last year because there was no fans in the stands. So anyway, the Yankees, uh, excuse me, the Astros go to play the Yankees in New York City this week and... Uh, I actually got a chance to watch one of the games, because it was like the ESPN Game of the Week or something on Wednesday night, Um, you know, unlike the rest of the fucking Astros games, which because of those cocksuckers with AT&T, you gotta have their precious little fucking sports package in order to get the goddamn games, anyway, I digress actually got to watch it, and it's like, look, I'm not do- kidding myself, I'm not deluding myself here, it's like, I know everybody hates the Astros, I understand they're gonna boo, I'm not gonna sit here and clutch my pearls, oh, dare they, I, I get it, but I mean, it was like, it was a lot of booing, I- I- when Altuve went up to bat, like, I-, I was actually impressed, I was like, that is a substantial amount of booing, and it was really, it was the, not just the volume, but it was the just, the consistency, they really kept that high energy booing up, and I kept trying to think of a joke about the stadium being full of ghosts, but uh it never nothing really ever came together very well. But either way, uh the the Yankees took the series uh, two to one and uh the first two games the Astros really did didn't look very good, but the uh the third game in it, uh Altuve actually came and knocked a fucking three run dinger to uh seal the deal for the Astros, and I think it was like the 6th or 7th inning, but uh, it was Altuve's birthday, too, so it was just all around good, but man, did did they not like Altuve. So, like, the Yankees boo their own team, so the fact that they boo the Astros does not surprise me very much. I'm, you know, I'm expecting that will have happen. has happened, will happen in every stadium going at least until the last of the 2017 roster is gone. But apparently, this week the it was reported that the Astros had filed some kind of a complaint with Major League Baseball about the amount of taunting, and it, it ended up being that they might not have, which we'll talk about that in a second. But as far as like the fairness of allowing cause that's really kind of what the Astros would be complaining about is not necessarily Ooh, the fans are mean. It's more, Hey, the team has a responsibility or the stadium has a responsibility to have security measures in place to like, to where the other, the opposing teams don't have to deal with like excessive bullshit and they're not doing that. I, that would be, if I had to guess more the nature of the complaint, if it had actually happened, uh, saying, you know, the Astros complained to the league, saying it wasn't fair, and then the media ran with it because that's how everybody, oh, the Astros are complaining, because it's like, no, no, no. As of right now, the Astros and Major League Baseball are saying that no complaint was apparently filed. Where it came from was the Yankees at Yankee Stadium were not allowing people dressed up like Oscar the Grouch and and not allowing people to have the inflatable trash cans and stuff, citing that they had to enforce the rule because Major League Baseball told them they had to because the Astros complained. A la, dad doesn't want to be the bad guy, so look, kids, mom is saying this, blah, blah, blah. That's 100% what that has vibes of it to me, because why would Major League Baseball come out and say that no complaint had been filed? I, what what would their angle be on the whole thing? So, to break that down, I think that's just the Yankees' The the, Yank, the management of Yankee Stadium not wanting to be the bad guys and blaming it on the Astros because maybe something excessive is happening. Now, o- overall, is it unfair for people to boo the Astros? Absolutely not. We are 100% entitled to feel upset about what happened and voice that opinion. I completely uh, agree. I, I I don't agree because I don't want to get booed, but I completely understand. Now, also, the other thing that I have to take kind of with a grain of salt, if the Astros did complain, was, again, not the the booing itself, but more the fact that the stadium is allowing it to happen. But also, I would imagine if they did complain, the complaints wouldn't be for things like boos. It would be for, like, things getting thrown at them because they're, that that's where you do cross a line, where it's like if you tell me I specifically went to the whatever baseball game in my city cause I, so I could boo the Astros, it'd be like, go for it, you know, hey, that's... That's it's your call, but if you were like, well, I've got this scheme where I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit one of them with a fucking rock. Well, it's like, well, that's not cool, you know. So I think this was just a really clickbaity thing because the Astros are the easy villain this season to be just like, wow, look at them, they're fucking complaining, wah, you know, wow, wah, wah wah. So anyway. I did love it that they just specifically went in hard on Altuve. So for those of you who might not remember, it's not necessarily that I they could claim that they hate Altuve because of the whole buzzer incident which was weird, but it's because Altuve specifically knocked the Yankees, Altuve's home run specifically knocked the Yankees out of playoff contention in uh, that was the what the, yeah, the 2019 season when the when the Astros went to the World Series again. So it's like they're not even mad about the cheating thing like they they were mad about something that happened with Altuve before the cheating thing but yeah there there is a line like booing is fine someday you're gonna get tired of it someday you're gonna feel silly when you look up and it's you're not even booing the same players anymore it's like Someday, it will pass. Just people, get it out of their system. The more you try and, like... I'm saying this as the perspective of, like, the Astros or, like, the Astros fans. The more you try and resist it, the more you try to, like, act like you have some leg to stand on, the longer it's gonna last. So just let them get it out of their fucking system. But... You got to follow stadium rules so the stadium doesn't normally let you come dressed up in a in a trash can. Because I believe that's what the man in New York was trying to do was like wear a trash can. And they were like, you're not just <laughs> coming in. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm getting, I, I'm getting the giggles thinking about it. Just a guy being like super mad outside the stadium. And they're just like, you can't come in here in, a, in your own mascot costume. Because God knows what you're going to have hidden in the fucking trash can. But yeah, anyway. Okay, so <laughs> moving on from the Astros. As of right now, uh, they're right around 500. I think they're two or three games back, right in the mid, right in the middle of their division. So, is what it is. Uh, Moving on to a little Texans talk. So my whole gimmick on the three six round draft picks and six 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 and they were going to be the axis of evil completely fell apart. Completely fell to shit because they traded two of the six round draft picks moved up to get some other picks. Now, do I care about the draft itself? Honestly, before I even before I did this show, I think I'd watch the draft like a handful of times if the Texans had like the number 1 pick. I just don't care cuz I just don't know these players. And I also my 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 depth of like fandom for be I'm a casual football fan, I'll say that. So, it's just like I'm also not the kind of guy that's like, "Oh shit, we need this second string tackle to do this it's just it's not that's just not me so I especially didn't watch this year because you know it just anything about the uh, on the management side of the Texans pisses me off so just thinking about all the draft picks that we just squandered for nothing Uh, but anyway what I did think was of note before we do talk about our six round draft pick uh what was of note is that they did take a quarterback in the third round they took Davis uh, Davis Mills from Sanford as quarterback, uh, and not my not a conclusion I came to, but just from the reading I've done, that does signal that the Texans are looking to move on from Deshaun Watson, uh, so whether or not that would be this year or next year, however this upcoming 12 to 16 months pans out, uh, it looks like Deshaun Watson will probably not be uh, the franchise quarterback that people had once anticipated that he would and at this point we don't even know would we want him to be because everything with his trial and all that is 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 still coming out so anyway <laughs> so so i i i went from us having the three six-round draft picks to having one six-round draft pick so i was like oh that kills the entire bit because honestly even if you only have the even if you lost one it's still it's like oh six six whatever but so i was like i'm i'm not giving up i am like I'm I'm still going to try and make this work. So I looked him up. His name is Roy Lopez, big beefy motherfucker, defensive tackle from Arizona. He is the sole six-round draft pick. So I thought, well, what if he is kind of like the evil all merged into one? And so maybe this is a particularly awful guy. Uh, so I looked him up. And I was initially excited because it said that he played the first couple of years at New Mexico State and that he transferred to Arizona, and I went, oh yeah, the Sun Devils. Fuck yeah, there it goes. And I was like, no, no, that's Arizona State. He's a wildcat. So that fell apart. So then I looked up his actual Twitter. He's at, what is he? He is uh, at Roy Lopez, or I'm sorry, at R Lopez underscore 51, and I thought, well, maybe he's got some awful stuff on the Twitter. And also, I he didn't. It's a bunch of stuff. He apparently looks like he's very religious, and he talked about his faith a lot. And it's just clips of him uh, playing football and him celebrating with his family. So I thought, well, I'm am I the bad guy in this? I probably am. But anyway, how many followers? Hey, he's got a lot of followers. So also, I imagine based on the fiascos that have happened in the past that leading into the draft these guys scrub their social media is pretty hard i would imagine you would hope so i mean but anyway roy lopez i i decided you know what i'm still gonna follow the guy because even though uh nothing bad stood out about him uh based on the reading i've done he is a huge motherfucker and they're saying that he is uh he could have some potential as far as essentially just being somebody who clogs the lane, you know, a la Vince Wolfort kind of guy. But apparently he hasn't impressed uh, his, he hasn't impressed like the, the scouts, I guess, in a way that makes them think that nothing that, he brings to the table is it just going to be counteracted by a much better quicker faster offensive lineman which is what can happen with these fucking huge ass dudes it's like yeah you're you're a you're a boulder but like these guys are just a little bit less strong than you but way faster so that seems to be kind of what would be happening i mean th- this uh, the Battle Red blog said that they don't even think he'd be on the practice squad by the start of the season. So I am going to follow that, though, as we as we get closer closer to the regular season. I want to specifically see how good old Roy Lopez does. And you know what? I'll say it now. Do you think... Do you think if I messaged him I could get him to do a zoom chat with me and put it on here? Because I've gotten other people. I could I could I think I could do that. I don't know how enthusiastic he would be that my initial thing was scouring his social media to determine if he was evil or not. Uh I might leave that for the actual um I might leave that for the actual interview. But now that I say that, I'm gonna I'm gonna try that as we get closer to especially if he ends up like on the team but, like, on the practice squad or, like, deep on the roster where you're, you know, it's like, how busy can you really be? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a professional football player, so I actually don't know how busy those guys are during the season, but I'm going to try and hit him up and see if I could do an interview. I, I wouldn't bother right now because I imagine he's probably busy as fuck, but I will wait. So, I was also going to talk a little bit since we talk, uh, touched on Deshaun Watson and what looks like might be his uh, replacement in the foreseeable future. I was. I wanted to talk about uh, Deshaun Watson's attorney. He he has the services of a of an attorney now. I don't know if this is solely for the civil stuff or if he's also going to cover him on the criminal side of things now that he's actually got an investigation going on. Uh, but his his lawyer's name is Rusty Hardin, and he has got a insane like client list of like experience of the things that this guy has like celebrities but also mega corporations he defended somebody who was accused of space crime space crime so I'm going to save that for a future episode so we're going to talk about Deshaun Watson's attorney uh sometime in the future but anyway next week I'm going to be out of town so I am recording one ahead of time so it's got to be evergreen so what I decided to do was I'm going to spend the episode to talk about and break down some of these new major league baseball rules uh specifically the having a runner on second base in in extra innings but also they're talking about uh moving the mound back and uh the seven game double headers just some of these newer rules that they're trying to implement to speed up the game and all that other crap same old story they've been talking about for the last 10 years you know And then I really want to dive in on the play-in tournament because I think the play-in tournament, and I'm biased now because as a Rockets fan, I have no skin in that game at all. But I could see how some people would be like, now that they're the eighth seed, they're like, well, fuck, I don't want to play in this play-in tournament. But I think it's really good for the league. I think it's going to be really good just not only for the competitive side of things, but also just the entertainment value. I... If I understand it correctly, I don't 100% agree on on how it's being structured this year, but that's what we'll break down next week. The week after that will be the conclusion of the NBA season, so we're going to see exactly how good my my predictions were with the Rockets and the T-Wolves. It does look like the T-Wolves have fucked themselves. So they've been a little, just a little too successful. So uh, we'll see exactly where the Rockets are going to land on that draft pick. And uh, I am going to be organizing with the Speaking for Sports guys and... Uh, Honestly, anybody, any other podcasters, content creators who want to be a part of it, just make a big whole silly, big a big a big old silly ordeal out of it. Uh, we're gonna do an NBA bracket, just you know, bracket tournament, and then I, I we throw in some other uh, things to essentially wager on. So that way, if you're if everyone's brackets get completely butt fucked, we at least have something else to keep going. So if you listen to this, and actually, you don't even have to be a content creator. If you'd like to pick a bracket, just be on the lookout for that. We're gonna have that come in. Uh, probably after the play-in tournament because i the play including the play-in tournament i'd be way too much shit so we'll wait until the full eight and eight uh, rosters are set and then have some fun because like i've i've predicted fingers crossed just in my bones that's a little too sexual for telling you in my bones but in my bones i can feel it is going to be an amazing nba playoff season so, we'll see. Anyway, this is the H's for Hell. I'm Zip. Thanks for listening. And I'll be in Denver next week, but I'll have a good, fun episode where I can bitch about baseball and basketball. Like what you heard? Check out more at nrqpodcast.com. GammaGator Productions.